Welcome to the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win. Hard-hitting, controversial, and no safe spaces. The Hammer Time 1987 podcast delivers the most intense commentary on news, sports, pro wrestling, and pop culture. Ready to start winning? Here's your host, Adam Hammer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win, joined by conservative theologian and expert on cults, <laughs> Garrick Wright. Garrick, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited about this episode. Yes, all, all the episodes are good ones, and uh, you just mentioned that we course have our site here on podbean there's a youtube channel spotify google play itunes we are all over the place spreading our our wealth and our knowledge on the world yes we are (laughs) (laughs) all right so this episode we're talking about reverend moon and then we'll get into maybe another form of cults and politics particularly democratic politics but let's start with reverend moon he is the leader of the Unification Church. It started over in South Korea. What's interesting about uh, Reverend Moon is he's anti-communist, strong anti-communist. Nice. And he comes to the United States in part because he wants to spread his vision of Christianity across the world. And the big thing is he believes he is the, uh, what he refers to himself as the second king. Okay. Yep. And uh, he says that Jesus did not complete his mission here on earth. Jesus apparently spoke to Reverend Moon in some type of revelation. Ah. And um, Reverend Moon is the one who's going to carry on uh, God's message, and Reverend Moon is the pathway to heaven. So oh, okay. what do you think about all of that, and is there any truth to the idea that uh, Jesus did not complete what he set out to do? Uh Well, um, you know, the last thing that Jesus said uh, before he died on the cross was, it is finished, Um, (laughs) meaning that his purpose here was finished. That's not what Reverend Moon says. Uh, Well, you know, (laughs) with all due respect to the Reverend Sun Yun Moon, uh, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul and Peter, they, uh, and John had uh, different interpretations of what uh, Jesus's mission was here That's on right. earth. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, but you know, uh, Sun Yun Moon is not the first person to think that he has been spoken to by God. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we did a, uh, we did a podcast on Mormonism and, That's right. um, was it John Smith or whatever? Uh, if, um, yeah, what's so, that guy's name again? Uh, not Brigham Young, but um, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, that's the one. Yeah, yeah um, in upstate New York. In upstate New York. Yeah, uh, where all great things happen. <laughs> um, yeah, they. Uh, he apparently saw uh, tablets that were meant only for him, and he was. This was back in the eighteen hundreds, and he started, uh, you know, tablets from God, and he's uh, the next prophet, and yada yada yada, and. I can tell you that the Reverend Sun Yun Moon is not the way to heaven. <laughs> and uh, he died in 2012. Right. And, um, 
Yeah, I'm afraid that he was just one of many false prophets of which uh, Jesus spoke about him in the Sermon on the Mount. And he's probably in hell right now. I was going to say, he's probably suffering pretty badly now. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. He's going to be in torment for all eternity. Oof. Yeah. That's, that's a tough punishment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He deserves it. <laughs> uh, so one of the other things about Reverend Moon... Uh, and his family was mass marriages in which they would bring everybody into an arena. We just saw a clip of uh, Yankee Stadium back in the 70s or 80s. And uh, he would essentially marry everyone in one sort of blessing. And there could be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of couples. And the big thing is that some of these couples, they were randomly paired together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think a marriage could ever work just picking out a stranger and getting married? Uh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard enough when you've actually uh, gotten to know the person. Yeah. I mean, do you imagine that, though, that you get dressed up in your fancy clothes and you go to a stadium and you're just told, yeah, you know, you're going to get married today and yeah. you have no idea who it's going to be? Uh, well... Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, certainly as men, we would want to, we'd probably just be happy if uh, the woman was attractive. <laughs> um, are you suggesting that men are shallow? A little, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's in our nature. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, of course, uh, you know, you, you, after that fun is done, you uh, you actually have to talk to the person and... Uh, Right. Yeah, if your wife ends up being a total nut job, well, <laughs> yeah. oh well. Yeah, like if you, uh, you know, get paired up with uh, Congresswoman Omar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good looking, uh, but... Um, of course, she she's, wouldn't be allowed, I don't think, in the Unification Church. She's... Muslim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, true. Um but um, no, there were a lot of attractive folks. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, if you looked at some videos in the Unification Church, I mean, it's predominantly Asian and South Korean, although since it's been in the United States, there are some Caucasians. But uh, most of the women are very good looking. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, um, yeah, I, that could be part of the uh, appeal. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody wants to go to a church where they're ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think the real Christian church is dying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and that's... Uh, <laughs> I think you might be suffering for all eternity, too, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're humble. We have our people with modest looks, let me tell you. <laughs> all right, so Reverend Moon passes away, um, but his legacy continues on today one of the uh, subsets of the church is uh, Sean Moon the Reverend Sean Moon in the Sanctuary Church based out of Scranton Pennsylvania Mm. and uh, the big thing with Reverend uh, Moon the son is uh, what do you want to say the worship of guns or the interpretation that in the book of Revelation that uh God spoke of, of of an iron rod, and that is a modern-day assault rifle. Yeah. And he wants all of his clergy and all of his uh, members of the church to walk around with guns. Yeah. Um, 
I'm pretty sure that's not what Jesus meant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. When uh, there, there aren't going to be any more uh, saviors, uh, Jesus is it, and he will come again. And when he does, you're going to know because it's just, it's, it, it's, it's not going to be anything that anybody mistake, uh, is going to mistake. And there isn't going to be a world like this after that happens. Uh, that's where he has his final judgment. So, you know, whether it's the Reverend Seung Yun Moon who came and went and, mm-hmm. uh, and amassed, what, $3 billion in riches over yeah. uh, his decades as a, a preacher. Uh, well, no, the, the next coming of the second coming is going to be it. There is nothing afterward. Um, and when he talked about an iron rod, I don't think he meant guns. <laughs> I, I don't. It, I don't think that uh, Jesus needs to fight for his church. Yeah, um, you know, using our weapons. Yeah, because uh, the Sean Moon character, he he sort of like puts two and two together. He says, on the one hand, we need guns to protect ourselves from tyrannical government, which I think is actually correct and constitutionally sound. But then he also says that it's biblical too. So. Um, I know he he kind of puts both of them together, and I think only one of them is really right. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I I think there's a constitutional right, and I, I, well, there is. Yeah. Um, I think uh, to an extent it can be biblical, but uh, he's certainly taken it far past that. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, the other thing we didn't mention about the first Reverend Moon, and I guess it probably continues with uh, his son, is once again we run into a church that uh, you have to pay to keep going. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, and it's amazing, L. Ron Hubbard and this Reverend Moon being able to make millions of dollars by starting a religion. I know. It's, it's, it's impressive. It, it is. Um I don't really, uh, and uh, Paul talks about in uh, one of his letters to Timothy about uh, people will leave the church uh, because they'll have itching ears, people telling them things that they want to hear. And uh, this is uh, part of what uh, what he's talking about. People will go to uh, cultish organizations even if they put a christian theme on uh a branded with a christian theme it's still a, a false teaching and um you know that's I, I don't know how people fall into that but um but it happens yeah and um some people are just successful at it yeah i've always wondered what cult i would sort of be prone to being involved in, you know, it did like, I don't know, like if someone came up to me and said, oh yeah, this Reverend Moon, he's, uh, he's the second king and he's finishing Jesus's job here on earth. I'd, you know, I don't really would buy that. It doesn't sound very convincing to me. So I think I know which call you would join. Yeah. We shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
That's Reverend Moon. You can find some information up on YouTube about uh, Reverend Moon and his son, Sean Moon. And, um, you know, I suppose of all the cults that we looked at, they didn't seem to be violent in the sense of, you know, abusing members and, you know, sexually abusing people. They just seemed to have their beliefs and it's different, but it didn't it didn't seem like it was Scientology where people are being tortured or anything. No, although we did watch uh, one just now on Nexium that had Nexium. sexual abuse. Well, we might as well talk about that then. <laughs> uh, Nexium run by Keith Rainier. Rainier, I guess. Rainier. Yeah. Um, I think the interesting thing is I don't really know what the beliefs are. It's just about joy and having more happiness in your life, which is kind of vague. Yeah, they they had talked about um, oh what's 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 a problem in your life or an issue that you're dealing with, and yeah. we'll find a way for you to uh, to overcome that. And it has a lot of it's it had some parallels to Scientology. Um. <laughs> Anything with self improvement is a cult, no? That's yeah, <laughs> so, Tony Robbins. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, you know, th- there are, that's sort of the answer to the question is that <clears throat> people, uh, have needs and, you know, if somebody comes to them and says, we have an answer to that, um, some people will fall into it. Yeah. And, uh, this Keith. Rainier, Rainieri, Rainieri, Keith Rainieri. Uh, he sets up this relationship with women in which he is the master, and these women are his slaves, particularly sex slaves. Yep. Um, you know, not a particularly handsome man. I mean, not horrifically ugly, but you know, he wasn't that tall. He was very hairy. Very hairy. I mean, he wouldn't strike you as being the most, uh, well the most picture perfect by any by any stretch of the imagination uh but these women he must have some kind of persuasion because they go into his bedroom and he did some pretty sick stuff with them he sure did um and um hey when you're brainwashed you you can fall for a lot of stuff yeah so (laughs) (laughs) so just to give our listeners a taste of some of the things that happened um uh, women were taken to what they referred to as a shack and they were tied up on a table and I guess another woman would perform oral sex on them and then Keith would walk around the table and give, I guess, I don't know, pointers or comments about things that were happening. Yeah. I'd like to know what some of those comments were. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get into that. <laughs> no, they didn't get into that. Uh, but then the big one, the big story uh, we saw is... Um, the actress, what was her name again? Allison Mack. Allison Mack, who, is, I guess she has some type of fame. Uh, she was on a show called Smallville. I don't even know what uh, what station or what, what it was about, but um, I, I guess if you watch Smallville, you would know who she is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one way that you could identify her along with some other women is... Um, certain branding that happened to them they were uh, taken to a house where they were stripped naked 
Mm-hmm. They had pictures taken of them while they were naked. And then they were branded with a hot iron and Keith, whatever his last name is, uh, his initials were inscribed on there along with Allison Mack's uh, initials. Yeah, it's... Uh yeah, it does not sound pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the thing people might say is, well, why would they agree to do this? Why would they just allow themselves to be branded when, uh, you know, and, and the, the answer is, of course, because this cult has naked pictures of them and they have all the dirty information and all your secrets and you don't want that to come out. So you go along with being branded and being harassed and abused. Yeah, and uh, hey, don't underestimate denial. Yeah. Um, when you are... We saw it in Scientology. When you are invested in something emotionally, financially, uh, you've devoted so much of your life to something, and then, sir, the curtain gets lifted on how insane (laughs) the organization actually is, but you kind of just tamp it down and try to make sense of it, I guess. And uh, because... it's just easier to do than to snap back into reality. I, re- I really feel sorry for some of these people. Yeah. Do you think if you were in that position, um, like, is there certain information that you would not want to be made public about yourself that would just basically force you to stay in the cult is there anything that bad out there that you would either say or do or believe that could be made public that you would say you know what it's not worth getting out in public i'm just going to stay in the cult oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay well i mean you know most of it so (laughs) you're the only other person i would tell (laughs) yeah i I just say that like if you're like oh well i don't know uh we have your internet browsing history like i don't know i i don't think that that is that enough of a draw, really? Uh, You're going to stay in a cult because you don't want people to know you looked at pornography? Like, Well, yeah. I even mean, if it was weird stuff, like, nowadays, like, it's not like yes. it's 1990 anymore. Yeah, good point. Yeah. No, okay, fair, fair point. Yeah. Now, if you killed somebody, I could see saying, okay, I'm going to stay in the cult. Because I don't want that to be made public, but... Well, yeah, and, you know, I'd rather be in a cult than uh, be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> there you're still going to have to perform sexual acts, only <laughs> it's not under your <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's uh, Nexum, which I think is still around, maybe. Well, In Keith, some capacity, maybe. I think Keith is behind bars. Elson yeah. uh, Mack, I, I don't know... I, I don't have an update on where it stands now. I, hmm. without the leader of it, I'm there. It might still exist, but yeah, I, I don't know what kind of strength it has. Right. Right. All right. So uh, there you go. You've got your updates on some cults and um, whatever you do, make sure you don't join a cult. But Garrick, before we leave, we haven't discussed politics in a while. Okay. The Iowa caucus is February 3rd. They actually moved it back from January. Nice. But we're getting close. We're yeah. getting close to see who the Democratic nominee for president is going to be. Yeah. And uh, some interesting things have happened. Number one, Joe Biden, even though everyone says he's dead in the water, still leads the national polls. 
Yes. However, he does not lead in Iowa, where Peter Buttigieg is in the lead. And in New Hampshire, Bernie Sanders is leading. So, um, what do you think, first, of uh, Creepy Joe and uh, your thoughts on Peter Buttigieg? Uh, Iowa doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless, I, I don't look to Iowa to determine anything. If, let me put it this way. If Biden wins Iowa, I think he's pretty much a shoe-in for the nomination. Um, but Pete Buttigieg, he is not going to be the nominee. Uh, I don't care what happens in Iowa. Um, New Hampshire, I mean, that's... Well, you know, I guess that's close to Delaware, too. Uh, yeah. Biden country, but I mean... I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's that's that's kind of tough too. Um, I think Biden's problem is that he's old. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's old, and he was kind of a moron when he had all of his faculties, and <laughs> he's even more of a moron now. And um, I really, I just don't. He he can't win a general election. He can't even get his... He can't even get Obama to endorse him. Yeah. And Obama has said that he doesn't have what it takes to be president. Uh, this is a guy that chose him as his VP. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I don't know, more and more, I'm just... What are the Democrats going to do? Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't see where... As long as the economy state goes strong, I don't see how Trump could possibly lose against any of these clowns. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what you would think, although I suppose crazier things have happened in politics. Um, so let me do this. Do you see any scenario in which Bernie Sanders could be the nominee of the Democratic Party? Hmm... Because my feel well, if he's ahead in New Hampshire, he won New Hampshire big last time. So if he wins New Hampshire again, and somehow he could win Iowa, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's an avenue there where Bernie Sanders could be the nominee. I wouldn't put tons of money on it, but I wouldn't totally rule it out like I did last time. Yeah, I mean, it, definitely the thing that. <clears throat> Um, he had going against him last time was the fact that the DNC had yeah. chosen that they wanted Hillary Clinton. Um, and so it didn't matter what Bernie Sanders did. It was, if he even got close to the nomination, they would have broken his legs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that they're going to do that for Joe Biden, so I could see it happening. Of course, he has to split uh, support with Elizabeth Warren, who's another communist nut job and so she would have to get out um, yeah if she does that i guess i could start to see it but you know once again it's like all right you have this really old wacky looking guy who's not going to win <laughs> the presidency he's a communist i uh, i don't know but yeah i i'd love i'd love for him to win the nomination i just don't <laughs> think that people are that stupid. Yeah. Uh, 
Peter Buttigieg, he is homosexual. Yes. If he were to win the nomination and somehow win the presidency, do you think that that would, I want to say the end of, but represent the biggest threat to Christianity, uh, an organized uh, religion of any candidate in history? Uh, no. Uh, no, not really. Okay. I think, uh, I mean, Christianity is going to, is always going to face its persecution. Um, and I don't know, the idea of Pete Boudichet being uh, elected president, believe me, if the mayor of South Bend, Indiana <laughs> can become president of the United States, we have bigger problems in this country. <laughs> now, you know, Garrick, I just had to say this because people said it last time. Someone could say, Garrick, if the guy who runs and shoots the apprentice can become president of the United States, <laughs> we got a lot of problems on our hands, so... Uh, it's also a guy that had his own uh, skyscraper in uh, true. Manhattan. Um, Pete Buttigieg does not have that. <laughs> he, he likes different kinds of skyscrapers. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, he likes, uh, he likes sodomy. Yeah. Well, everyone's got their thing. So. Well, that's, there you go. All right, why don't we finish off with this? Because we can't, uh, we can't let it pass. Our good friend Hillary Clinton... There was a poll that came out that said if she got into the race, she would lead Joe Biden. And uh, Kamala is now out. Elizabeth Warren is starting to fade a little bit. So Hillary two point or Hillary three point I mean, I guess why not? I, I can't <laughs> really. The thing that I she's kind of, she's largely been out of the public eye, and. I think that's by design. The more time she spends in public, the more people realize they don't like her. Um, <laughs> but, you know, remember four years ago, she was on the campaign trail hacking up right. phlegm all over the place. And she was was like, okay, is this lady going to be able to endure the presidency? Is she, or is she going to be going into hospice soon? Um, <laughs> I, I can only imagine things have gotten worse since then. So she might be able to uh, win the nomination by default. Um, although I, I don't know how much uh, clout she really has in the Democrat Party nowadays. Um, yeah. She doesn't have Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz uh, right. arranging superdelegates for her. So I, I don't know. It's, uh, hey... You know what? This would be her last flash in the pan uh, try. <laughs> we said that for ten years now. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> She'll be around another ten years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I say she may as well give it a shot. Yeah, I, I would find it very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah, nothing speaks to the base of the Democrat Party <laughs> but a billionaire. <laughs> God forbid you drink those large Pepsis, too. Yeah. I mean, he's... He has... I don't know. He, he has uh, abilities that I think... Um, 
are yeah. needed, but I I really think it goes against <clears throat> what uh, the Democrat Party has been yeah. uh, promoting for at least a decade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Michael Bloomberg... I mean, he's got a lot of money, and maybe the field will be so crowded and different people will win different primaries that he can be some kind of kingmaker and have delegates and stuff, but I don't see him winning yeah. the, the uh, nomination, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I think. But you know what? Every person we talk about, I'm like, yeah, I can't see it happening. <laughs> you know, more and more, you're, you're starting to make good points on uh, on Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Bernie Sanders, well. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it from us. Um, for those of you who are getting value and some entertainment out of this podcast, you could do uh, yourself a favor, do me a favor, do your friends a favor, and just let us know, or let them know, rather, where you can find us. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes on YouTube and Podbean, and uh, if you're nice enough, leave us a good review, or even a bad review. We just love hearing from our thousands and thousands of fans. Yes, and uh, stay away from the cults. And stay away from cults. Do not end up in cults. Unless it's a good cult, but we haven't really found a good cult yet. No, not yet. Um, Unless you're the leader of one. Then it seems to work out for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. We'll see you next time.